0: Welcome, everyone, to the Average Savant Podcast. Welcome, my fellow savants, to this new, awesome podcast that I am starting. Um, I'm excited to have these great discussions. I'm excited to have these great talks, debates, uh, lively conversations. We're going to have a lot of fun with this podcast, and I can't wait to share all the information I know with you all, and I can't wait for you all to share information with me. I like I know a lot of things. I have lots of fonts of useless, sometimes random, sometimes useful information, and I want to learn more and I want to share everything with all of you. So let's sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, grab a snack, and let's get started. Today's going to be kind of a little introduction on what this whole podcast is going to be about. So first, let me start by introducing myself. My name is Chris Delvecchio, and I'm 35 years old. Uh, I am a self-proclaimed Star Wars nerd, pop culture enthusiast, all-around average savant, as I call the podcast. Uh, I like to learn things about a lot of different things, Um, as my wife can tell you, and as many of my friends can tell you, I am a font of lots of random and... Useful information that sometimes can be kind of annoying. Uh, you know, it, it it comes with the territory. I, I don't feel like I know myself as a know-it-all. Uh, I feel like I just have a lot of information and I like to share with people. Uh, so more or less, this is kind of why I want to start this podcast, so that I can share the information I have with people uh, around the world, around the country, uh, anywhere they want to listen and I'm going to have a nice forum where we can have it. It's going to be kind of different than what you hear from most podcasts. Most podcasts focus on a certain central theme where, you know, they talk about, you know, whatever they're well-versed in. But I'm well-versed in a lot of things. So I want to have discussions about everything, whether it be movies, TV, nerdum, video games, politics. You know, lots of different things. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to just limit myself to just one thing. And um, also apologize, I am a little stuffy due to my allergies, uh, but, you know, I'm going to work through it and we're still going to have fun regardless. Um, with this podcast, I plan on, you know, having some great lively discussions uh, and more or less talks as well. Sometimes I'll just be just be by myself. Sometimes I'll have a guest or a co-host who will join me and we'll have a conversation uh, talking about what we're going to, you know, what they know or what I know. Or maybe I'll just bring up a random topic and then I'll, you know, we'll start discussing it and see what we come about with the discussion. Uh, I plan on having some fun with this. Uh, I plan on having a lot of fun with it. I don't want it to feel like it's just a rigmarole of a long discussion of just random ideas and shit um that's also another thing this podcast will have some language to it uh i want people to feel free to talk on how they want to uh but we aren't going to be disrespectful uh we're not going to have any you know disrespectful talk or disrespectful language uh so i want to put that out there as well but i'm very excited to start doing this um, I'm going to be posting this to a lot of different uh, uh, platforms, uh, mostly RSS, Spotify. Uh, I'm also looking into Amazon Music, uh, iTunes, uh, uh, iHeartRadio, and a couple of different other ones that I just want to get it out to the masses. So then everyone can be part of the average savant community and all be part of the savant core that I will be building. Um, And I will open it up to, you know, social media as well. Uh, I'm gonna be starting an Instagram page, I'm gonna be starting a Facebook page, Twitter, a lot of different other pages so I can have access to everyone who gets involved with the average savant. And also allow me to communicate better with uh, the community and also uh, get ideas on what we could talk about as well. I want to be uh, as open as possible with the people who start listening to the podcast and who join in on everything. So, yeah, like I am very excited on what we're going to be doing here. So um, let's just go ahead and dive right in and, you know, talk a little bit about what we'll be discussing uh, and go from there. So. You know, a lot of this stuff is going to be kind of wheeling and dealing. Um, we won't really have a lot of scripts. I more or less want to have true and actual conversations. Uh, I'll probably will have a base script when it comes to, like, the general idea of what we'll be talking about. But I want to also uh, keep it open and keep it lively. I don't want it to feel like it's scripted. I don't want it to feel like it's, you know, really, you know matter of fact and you know keeps up with just certain you know a certain guideline we have to go by i just want to have great and lively discussions with you know myself or even you know the guests or co-hosts i have on here so more or less like a lot of the stuff i will be talking about will be stuff that interests me and stuff that interests uh the people i'll be bringing on to the show as well uh, we just want to have some I, I mean this is this is fun for me this is gonna be fun for me because I like to talk and I know a lot of people who like to talk as well so I'm very excited to do this and since this is the first episode since this is the you know first we're going into this and you know talking about, what interests us, what gives us that joy in life, and what gives us that, you know, pursuit in what we do. Um, we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, the f- With this being the introductory episode, I'm going to talk about something that has always been a fixture in my life, and I feel like it'll be a fixture in my life forever. Um, so the first topic of discussion, uh, more or less, I'll be talking... More than anything, since I probably won't have any guests or hosts on until later episodes. Uh, But the first uh, topic of discussion will be is uh, Star Wars. So I'm sure, like most everyone else who is a fan of Star Wars and who is a fan of sci-fi, remember the opening title lines for any Star Wars movie a long time ago in a galaxy far far away those words stick out for anyone who is a fan of cinema for sure um for me it was a little bit differently let's rewind back to uh a year long time ago for me um let's uh, a long, long time ago for me, is long, not in a galaxy far, far away, but galaxy very close to where we are now, this galaxy. Um, back in 1998, I was just a kid living in Illinois, you know, doing my thing, being, you know, a kid. So one day I'm watching TV, and I see, you know, this trailer. And it says, uh, you know, I... I don't remember exactly, but, you know, it was one of the first trailers for uh, the new prequel trilogy for episode one, The Phantom Menace. Uh, and I just remember seeing it and seeing the images and seeing the CGI and seeing the characters and seeing the lightsaber battles. And I'm seeing it being like, wow, this is like wow like i was just amazed and i was like i have to see this movie i really need to like you know when this movie comes out we need to see it um so then when i i was talking to my dad about it and i was like you know this movie like this movie star wars episode one it looks amazing and i just remember saying like if you think that looks good let me show you something else and he goes into the closet where we keep all our vhs reaches up on the top shelf and pulls down the original Star Wars trilogy on VHS. Um, this is like the, the VHS that came out, I wanna say in like the 80s, cause um, they had like a commercial that always sticks in my mind about um, when he, you bought the saga, you bought the trilogy and then you can buy another video where it's talking about the making of Star Wars with George Lucas. And one of the lines is like, step into the mind of George Lucas. And, you know, it it shows like, you know, different, like how they puppeteered, you know, creatures, how they created some special effects and all this other stuff. So I was all, like, right when we started watching that VHS, I was hooked. Like... Just seeing all the characters, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, C three PO, R two D two, Chewbacca, and so many more. Um, And it furthered, fueled my interest into getting into Star Wars and doing more with Star Wars. And right after that, that's when I started with collecting, you know, action figures, comic books, toys. Books, comic books, you name it, I had everything of it. And then, you know, obviously then when the prequel started coming out, then I got more and more into it. I started taking books out of the library. I started, you know, watching different things on Star Wars. I started, you know, getting more and more into Star Wars and trying to get all the information I could when it came to Star Wars because... It was a world that I was fully invested in and something that I fully wanted to be part of and, you know, uh, made sure I knew everything I wanted to know in order to be more well versed in it. So that I'm not lost having discussions with people about it. So one of the things that really inspired me and really helped me do that was the original Star Wars encyclopedia. So this thing was a massive book. That back when I was a kid, it had we had it in our middle school library, and I must have rented that thing out like I want to say over a hundred times. And it was funny because my mom knew the librarian, and the librarian would always be like, "Oh yeah, like you know, he always will come back and check and see if that book is rented out again right after you brought it back, so he can take it out again and read it again," which is true because I wanted to read. Every single thing in that book and have knowledge of every single thing in that book uh whether it came to you know the spice mines of Kessel to the Kessel run to the battle of tanab to the uh man you you name it i I was well versed in it um not only that I was playing the video games I was reading the novels, I was, man, like, I, you name it, I had it when it came to Star Wars stuff. Uh, and it also helped out even more as my uncle Mark uh, is a, uh, is a reseller of, you know, retail seller of uh, collectibles and such. So he would help me, he also would, you know, gift me with a lot of things too. Um, and I had a lot of friends who helped me out with getting a lot of things as well. So as I grew and loved Star Wars even more um you know throughout the years watching all the prequels uh you know having only that to kind of fuel me and the comic books to fuel me and the video games to fuel me as you know time went on um then it came to the point where um George Lucas ending up selling Lucasfilm to uh, Walt Disney uh, Studios and uh, to the Disney Company. Which, at the time, I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's great. I love that. Because Disney is another thing that I have a uh, great knowledge in as well. Uh, Been to the parks millions of times. Watched all the movies. You know, know a lot of things about Disney. So, I was very... I was very, you know, happy that a company like this who is already invested in star Wars, when they have star Wars rides in the parks where they have star Wars merchandise shows and such in the parks. So I'm like, cool. Like they know what they're doing. They're going to be invested in it. And I was already impressed because uh, of Marvel and how Disney acquired Marvel studios and started promoting, you know, all the Avengers movies, Captain America, Iron Man, all that stuff. So I'm like, How could they go wrong? The first blow came to me when Disney bought Star Wars and pretty much hit me right in the heart. So one of the things that Disney did when they bought Star Wars and Lucasfilm and all the rights to to that saga was they decided to... Create new Star Wars movies, which I was very happy because the last Star Wars movie we had was in 2005 with Revenge of the Sith. Uh, And then we also had the Clone Wars and all the the TV show and stuff like that. But not like a live action movie since Revenge of the Sith. So the first thing Disney said was, we're buying Star Wars outright, but we're only going to focus on the movies and everything that has come out aside from the movies um, is basically null and void. We're not going to be using that. We're not going to be using any of the Expanded Universe stuff. So the Expanded Universe stuff is stuff that I had been focused on and I had been very knowledgeable on for a long, 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 long time. That's the only thing we had. We only had the comic books. We only had the novels. We only had the video games. We had that to work off as we waited for more stories to come out when it came to the movies or when it came to anything else. So for them to say that and for them to tell me that everything that I've been learned that I had learned when it came to Star Wars was basically not gonna be essential to their plan with Star Wars, it kinda it kinda hurt at first. Like I'll be totally honest, it did hurt. Like it felt like they basically told me that you took all this time to learn all this stuff for nothing because we're not going to be using any of it. Which, you know, at first, I'm like, well, then, you know, why would you buy Lucasfilm when you're not going to encompass all the stories that they've already have approved and all, what they already have done and not pull something from there and build off. Granted, like, it's their choice, it's what they want to do, but... I feel like if you already have source material there why would you just build off of that but you know i took it in stride i'm like you know i still have this knowledge i'm still gonna retain it i'm still gonna use it um at the time i'm and still to this day i'm writing a lot of fan fiction concerning uh a star wars family i created within the star wars universe so i still use that knowledge today to kill, to build those stories, and to continue what I do with it. Um, so then, you know, then the new movies started coming out. Um, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying this: the new movies are good. I think they are good. I know there's a lot of fandom out there that disagrees with me so much. And I can see from both sides, I can see from it, you know, being a fan and I can see it from being, you know, being an outsider looking in, you know, I know this is not what people wanted. And the thing is, people have to remember that they're not making these movies for us. They're making these movies so they can tell the story and so they could, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, just make money. Um there's not, there's not really a lot of filmmakers out there who do films as a fan service to the fans. That's very rare. Very, very rare. I mean, I think, you know, probably the only person I would say would be like Zack Snyder, who does that. You know, he does it, does, did the Justice League thing as like a fan service to the fans. But, you know, there's not a lot of you know, filmmakers and studios who are making movies to please the fans. And I think that's something that that I'll be delving into in a little bit about the fandom of Star Wars. But regardless of what people think and what people have said and what fans have said, I thought the new trilogy was very good. Could there have been things I would have done differently? Sure. I'm I'm not gonna say that you know these movies were perfect they were good for what they were um and what they are so i basically say they're they're good i can tell you that i did cry in a for- in the force awakens and i think all of you know why any grown man would cry in the force awakens Um, spoiler alert, if anyone's never seen The Force Awakens, which I feel like since it has been out for a good while now, I feel like anyone should have seen it. But that was when, unfortunately, Han Solo died. Which was a a, a stab to the heart. I hoped that they would bring him back and he would come back in a hero capacity and be in the movies more than just the one movie. But, I get it. You know, the stories from back in the day when Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to get killed off the Return of the Jedi. Um, so you didn't have to play the character anymore. It's, you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, you can't hold on to the past forever and you're trying to introduce a new generation to a, you know, a saga that's been around since the 70s. So obviously you have to, give the new characters more spotlight so you can get more fans involved. So I do get it from that standpoint. Sucked? Sure. Yeah, it did suck. That really did suck. You know, seeing one of my favorite movie characters get killed off. Um, Would I have changed it? Maybe. But I feel like it further inspired the this, this story going forward and inspired the heroes to continue to fight and to continue to, you know, uh, rebel against the First Order. Um, it felt like a reminiscent to, like, a Ben Kenobi in A New Hope. When Ben, when Obi-Wan Kenobi sacrificed himself so Luke and Leia and Han and the Millennium Falcon could escape from the Death Star. Um, and that's another thing that also annoys me. I'm going to go off on tangents. I'm going to jump back and forth, you know, back for the main point, two different points. But one of the things I didn't like about what Phantom was saying about The Force Awakens, they're saying that it was too much like A New Hope. I... I don't necessarily see that. Yes, I can kind of see there are some aspects of it, but... I feel like it's totally different from A New Hope. Yes, I know A New Hope was introducing everyone, and it was very, you know, you know, introductory for, like, the first story or something. But, obviously, we're going into it without any knowledge of the first story, without any knowledge of the Resistance, without any knowledge of Kylo Ren and what's going on in the galaxy at times. So, obviously, it's going to be very introductory. I mean, like, looking at episode one as well, I mean... You had to be introduced to the Galactic Republic. You had to be introduced to, you know, what was going on in the galaxy at the time. Um, Hence the paragraph sequences in the beginning of each Star Wars movie. So it gives you kind of an idea of what's going to be happening in the galaxy during this time. So that being said, as I go back to the main topic of what I was talking about when it came to the new, new movies... I don't see how Force Awakens is exactly like A New Hope. Like, there are lots of variables that are different. There are lots of characters that are different. There are lots of things that are different. So, I just never I never understood that. I never understood why people would classify it as the new hope of the new trilogy. I, I, I feel like it. the story was different, and I feel like the story had... More to it than just that. So, going back to the, fi- the to Star Wars. So, then they came out with The Last Jedi. And then they came out with The Rise of Skywalker. Um, <coughs> I know. So, it's also... Uh, you know, I also say these movies are good. And I liked how they were going along the same kind of vein as the original trilogy. is having different directors for each movie. Um, which, of course, was changed in the prequel movies because George Lucas directed all three of the prequel movies. But, like, having different directors putting in their own ideas while keeping to the same plot line and the same story really, you know, made me feel great about it because, you know, yes, they're still sticking to the same story, still sticking to the same plot, but they're going to put their nuances and put their way of doing things into it. So then it's, it's not like cookie cutter every movie, you know? So we're not getting, you know, the same filmmaking style in every movie. We're getting something a little bit different, getting something a little bit better, something a little bit, you know, awesome. So it's like, you look back at the original trilogy. So a new hope was directed by George Lucas during that time. That was the only one he directed. Then the second one was directed by Irvin Kershner, who fucking knocked it out of the park with *Empire Strikes Back*. That plot line, that device, that that momentous sport, that momentous you know um, surprise reveal, that is still in my mind one of the greatest cinematic reveals of all time because you never saw it coming you never saw that coming because when Obi-Wan Kenobi was talking about Darth Vader to Luke Skywalker and about his father to Luke Skywalker, like, he never connected it. He never, He never had to, you know, he never revealed the truth. He revealed it from a certain point of view, which was amazing because at the time, when you're thinking about the story... He was trying to protect Luke from his father, a.k.a. Darth Vader. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Star Wars Empire Strikes Back or any Star Wars movie, I shouldn't have to say spoiler alert, but just in case. Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker's father. Spoiler alert to all of you. So if you haven't seen a Star Wars movie yet, and I'm sorry, like, I'm just going to let you know, like, I if I know this stuff I've watched these movies over thousands of times be be very aware that a lot of things that are gonna be discussed on here when it comes to different movies and stuff like that are movies that I've seen movies that my friends and co-hosts are gonna be talking about that we've seen so if you're not looking for spoilers uh, you know I'm sorry like there's gonna be spoilers abound and there's gonna be swearing about you know we're gonna be very passionate about this stuff. Um, so, yeah, so, with Obi-Wan Kenobi, he was trying to protect Luke Skywalker from finding out the truth about what had happened to his father, Anakin Skywalker, and I thought that was brilliant, because who wants to get that, you know, I, more or less, like, I get where where obi is coming from. From a certain point of view. Because when he said what he said. He said. I am a Jedi named Darth Vader. Who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil. Helped the Empire and hunt down and destroyed the Jedi Knights. He betrayed and murdered your father. Which. Looking at it from a certain point of view. Is exactly what he did. Because Darth Vader. When Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. He betrayed the Jedi Order. He betrayed the people he loved. He betrayed uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, um, and essentially, when he became Darth Vader, he killed Luke Skywalker, uh, he killed Anakin Skywalker. He killed any essence of who Anakin Skywalker was to become this new Sith Lord known as Darth Vader. So, that being said, still the greatest cinematic reveal of all time. Um, then after that, Richard Marquand directed Return of the Jedi. Still my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Um it compassed the the rest the it was a final good closing on the original trilogy. Um Luke finally embracing being a Jedi, um the sail barge battle, the battle of Endor, like man, like th- that one just always blows my Mind every time I watch it. And I get excited every time I watch it because it's just so amazing and so great. Uh, a lot of people are going to screen and say Empire is their favorite or it's the best. You know, Empire is great. And I'm not going to say it's not. Um, you know, I don't think it's one of the, you know, I think it is one of the greatest movies of all time. Still, out of the Star Wars movies, I ranked Return of the Jedi before that one. I just like the aspect of, you know, redemption, um, you know, everything coming full circle, Um, Darth Vader finally turning back to the light side and becoming Angus Skywalker again. Spoiler alert, if you guys haven't seen Return of the Jedi, though, you know, I feel like most of my, you know, audience hopefully has seen Star Wars and all of its, you know, sequels and episodes, so... Um yeah, you know, it just that just something that always uh always sticks in my mind is Return of Giant always being my favorite. Uh so going back to it with the new trilogy, yes, I know that Rise of Skywalker was supposed to be directed by uh Colin Tremoro, who directed Jurassic World. Um, But he ended up dropping out last minute to do... I forget what it was, or I don't know. I forget if it was Lucasfilm that got rid of him or some such. And they had to bring back J.J. Abrams, who directed Force Awakens, to direct The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker was good to a point. What I mean by that was, do I think there were some things that were done that were kind of rushed? Yeah, was the story not as great as it could have been? Yeah, um. Though I give give point to a lot of things that they've introduced that were already previously introduced in the expanded universe. So, with the rise of Skywalker, for for those who have seen it, those who don't, spoiler, just letting you guys know, um. It involves the Emperor coming back to life after Return of the Jedi. Which, funny enough, is something that was touched on in the Expanded Universe in, uh, in a lot of the novels. Uh, basically, what had happened was in the novels, when the Emperor had died in Return of the Jedi, his Force Spirit slash essence made its way back to the planet of where he had a cloning facility secretly built there so he could re-enter a new body um unfortunately every time he re-entered a new body the power that he had with being so powerful in the dark side caused his body to deteriorate which essentially they touched on in rise of skywalker how he was being held up by this massive machine that was keeping him alive by pumping him with fluids and such. And um, so basically he, whenever he kept coming back in these clone bodies, the bodies would not be able to survive all that long. So his goal in the books was to take over one of Han and Leia's kids. So in the books, Han and Leia have twins uh, Jason and Jaina, and then they have another son named Anakin. Um, so basically, the uh, Emperor tries to take over the body of one of the baby twins and tries to use the body to you know, be his new form. Uh, fortunately, that doesn't work. Um, Luke steps in, stops him, all this other stuff. Um, so basically they kind of took that idea from that, those books and used it for the Rise of Skywalker to bring the Emperor back. Um, you know, I, I get it, like, the Emperor is the fastest of all evil within the Star Wars universe. Um, did I agree that they should have brought back? No, not necessarily, but... It was a it was a good twist nonetheless and it made me feel very nostalgic over you know the expanded universe and made me feel like okay maybe they're not totally null and void when it comes to the expanded universe so moving past the Star Wars movies um I would like to talk about you know the what what I'm classifying as the new Renaissance for Star Wars and I'm talking about the live action TV shows um, that are coming out and the intervention of John Favreau and Dave Filoni into helping bring back Star Wars to a new level to fans everywhere. So we start this by talking about uh, Disney and what Disney was trying to implement when it came to their new streaming service. So Disney wanted to do like more TV shows, more streaming shows and such. So obviously something that us fans have been wanting for a while was a Star Wars TV show to kind of fill the void while Star Wars movies are being made. And also like, I mean, who doesn't want a Star Wars TV show? So we got our first taste when it came to Star Wars to Clone Wars. Uh, created and uh, masterfully produced and directed by Dave Filoni. Uh, so, Dave Filoni not only did The Clone Wars, but he also did Star Wars Rebels, which both in their own really brought fans back and allowed them to see more of what was happening between the movies and between the scenes and seeing what, like, you know. What was going on in the Clone Wars. Or what was going on. During the early days of the Rebel Alliance. Prior to A New Hope. Um, So basically. They also masterfully. Dave Filoni also masterfully. Did a whole bunch of stuff. That brought back a lot of. Expanded universe ideas. Um, And really. Snuck in a lot of things. That us fans thought we would never see in any movie or TV show for a long, long time, or even at all. Um, one key one key part right there was he brought Grand Admiral Thrawn to Star Wars Rebels. Now, if you guys don't know Grand Admiral Thrawn, or, if, you know, Star Wars fans probably do, but Grand Admiral Thrawn was a big villain in the Star Wars Expanded Universe prior to, to Disney buying it and buying Di- Star Wars for, and Lucasfilm. Basically, he was like, after the Emperor and Darth Vader had died in Return of the Jedi, he came from the unknown regions of space in the Star Wars galaxy and took over the Empire. And basically, he was known as the heir to the Empire. Um, which is crazy enough that they're are, are introducing this basically the same... Freaking storyline. In. In this whole new. TV si- shows that they're doing now. So. So basically he is a. He, his race is Chiss. And they're a blue eyed. Humanoid al- They're a blue skinned humanoid alien. With red eyes. Um, who are masterful tacticians. Who are very smart. Who are very. You know war savvy. So. He comes along, takes over the Empire, starts trying to incite, you know, destruction on the New Republic in the books, which is exactly what they're doing in this whole new Star Wars TV series that they're doing. And basically, that's what happened when they introduced him in Rebels. Basically, they brought him in in Star Wars Rebels to quell this resistance. I was happy on Lothal with the Ghost and the their crew. And so... Then they, they changed the whole story of him disappearing in the Unknown regions again, mostly due to Ezra Bridger. Uh, spoiler, if you guys haven't seen Star Wars Rebels, you guys need to watch it. It's actually a very good show. People say, oh, it's a cartoon. No, 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 no. Yes, there are some aspects of it that can be kid-like, but for the most part, it's along the same levels as Star Wars The Clone Wars, which was a masterful animated show. Um... So now with this new Mandalorian Mandoverse that they're creating, so it started off with Dave Filoni and John Favreau creating the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is about Din Djarin, a Mandalorian bounty hunter who uh, took on the, the credo of you know being a Mandalorian, um, and uses it for bounty hunting. And he's he gets he gets introduced to Grogu, who is the child. Um, and then they start going on adventures, trying to, you know, uh, find where Grogu's people are, um, you know, meeting some legacy characters like Luke Skywalker and a couple other people, um, and then going from there, uh, which further got expanded on in uh, in Ahsoka and in the Book of Boba Fett. Um, first off, I know there's a lot of... I don't know why there is hate for the book of Boa Fett. First off, Boa Fett is my favorite fucking character. Pardon my French, but he is my favorite fucking character. And to make a TV show just about Boafet Fett? Amazing. And also to get Robert Rodriguez to, to create and direct the show? Amazing. Like... Just that episode of when they introduced Boba Fett after getting his armor back from Din Djarin and him going hammer on those Stormtroopers, uh, amazing. Like, I don't know why people could hate on, on a whole show about Boba Fett. I mean, this is something that we've all wanted as fans for a long frickin' time. After we read the comic or read the book um, about Boba Fett escaping from the Sarlacc pit after getting knocked in there, Uh, amazing, (coughs) which is ridiculous, like, why would you hate on a whole show about one of the best damn bounty hunters in the whole galaxy, and I'm sorry, I had to van that because it just annoys the shit out of me when people are hating on a TV show about the best bounty hunter in the Star Wars galaxy. And they're like, oh, that could have been that better. Shut your fucking mouth. Shut your mouth. Do not speak ill will about Boa Fett ever again. You shut your mouth. Shut it. I just don't like that. I just don't like when people are just not happy with what they get. I mean, you could have gotten nothing. You could have got a whole shitload of nothing. And you still would have been unhappy. So, sorry, I had to go on a quick rant. It's I'm just it's just how I feel. It's just really how I feel, which is going to feed into more what I talk about it in a little bit. Um. So now we have this Mando verse with the Mandalorian. We've got the book of head. We had the new show that just came out, Ahsoka, and it's reintroducing Thrawn, who has been missing for years and years after having his last battle with Ezra Bridger and. <coughs> getting sent off with the Purgils to the Unknown Regions. Now we know where he went. Now we know he coming back. Spoiler if you guys haven't seen Ahsoka. Though I don't know how you could have seen Ahsoka if you're a Star Wars fan. Ahsoka is another masterpiece that was brilliant. So, um, and then not just those that are, that are creating the new Mandoverse, but also they'd had Andor, and then also they had... Tales of the Jedi, which was amazing as well, because it gave me gave me chills of the Tales of the Jedi comic series that came out in like the the late nineties, which talked about random Jedi throughout thousands of generations of Jedi, which amazing. Um, and also Obi Wan. Again, I don't understand why people don't like Obi Wan. I don't understand it. It was an amazing series. Who did want to see? sorry who didn't want to see what happened to obi-wan kenobi during that time when he was exiled on tatooine i'm sure everyone wanted to see that who cares about how it went it was amazing and of course there's going to be lots of things that in the plot line that people are going to be like oh that doesn't make sense yes i could totally understand why he cut off his ties to the force Uh, he just had a whole trauma where his brother turned to the dark side and he thought he had killed him because he was about to destroy the galaxy and all this other stuff. So, yeah, of course someone would cut off their ties into the Force and be like, I don't feel like I really want to deal with it where I'm going to stay here and protect Luke Skywalker and protect Leia and all this other stuff. So, yeah, I understand that. I don't know why people are bitching and complaining about it. It's a good show. Be glad you're getting something. And actually, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about Star Wars and stuff like that. I'm going to talk about the toxic fandom of Star Wars right now. One of the top things that annoys me about Star Wars fandom is the toxicity of it. The one thing that annoys me is that they think there's a lot of toxic fans out there that think that these movies are being made for them and for them only. And that that whenever a Star Wars movie needs to be made, it's a fan service to the fans. That's not the fucking point of movies. Movies are not made as fan services to fans. They're not gonna go on forums, they're not gonna go on blogs and see what you guys want and see what you guys need from a Star Wars movie and say, you know what, we're gonna listen to them and then we're gonna go ahead and do that because we need to make sure that the fans are happy. That's not what's going to fucking happen. It will never happen. Sure, they might go on there and like read things, but they're not going to be like, you know what? Since, you know, Jedi Master 89243 uh, 8, wants us to put, you know, so and so in here, we're going to just go ahead and do that. That's not how it fucking works, people. And that's what I don't like about the toxicity of the fandom of Star Wars because. There are a lot of fans out there that you can't make happy no matter what you put out. Like, it annoys me that people are complaining about TV shows that are coming out because it's not what they wanted. And they didn't like the way they did the character and blah, blah, and so and so. Why don't you look at it from different perspectives? That's the one thing I don't understand. They have such narrow-mindedness where they look at it and just say like, you know what? It's not what I would have done. So I'm not going to watch it or I'm just going to hate on it. I'm going to leave bad reviews and all that sort of stuff. That means you're being fucking toxic and it means you're fucking shit. It means you're not a real fan. A real fan would know and would encompass all views and perspectives. Not just be single and narrow-minded as fuck and just let your toxic fandom just... Take over and just say, you know, why I'm just I, I'm just not happy with Star Wars. I'm not happy with how Disney is doing Star Wars. Blah blah. We could have nothing right now. We could have nothing. We could have no Star Wars movies. We could have no Star Wars TV shows. We could have nothing right now. We just have to contend with what we have. We would have to still watch one, two, three, four, five, six over and over again until who knows when. <coughs> That's the thing. It's, Dizzy stepped in and really took the reins. Again, I'm not, I'm very impartial and I'm not going to be, but I'm not going to be a toxic fan about it. There's a difference. I'll be impartial and say there are things I like, things I don't like, but that's giving two, two perspectives. There's people that just go on there and just rip and just tear and just destroy. And it just makes me sick because like, What's the point of you being a fan if you're just going to be shitty about everything they come out with and you're just going to criticize everything they come out with and pick nitpick and pull this apart and pull that plotline apart and pull this character apart and not just enjoy it for what it is? Because that's one of the reasons a lot of fans got into Star Wars to begin with, to enjoy it, because it's it brings us joy. Like, if you can't let the joy happen, then what's the point of you actually watching these movies if you're not going to let yourself enjoy it? Oh, sorry. Like, it just annoys me when I see videos and memes and, and blogs and paragraphs and stories about these people just ripping into it and saying that this is not what they grew up with and blah 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 blah, 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 blah. it's not going to be it's going to be different it's it could be better too you know it's it it's having an open mind and having different views on things instead of just having one narrow mind view of assuming that you're going to have what you've always wanted for your entire life which doesn't happen fan service movies are not a thing that happened they're not going to go and be like, well, since, you know, uh, Mikey242 uh, wants this to happen in the movie, we're going to put it in the movie. That will never fucking happen. That will never fucking happen. I'm going to say it one more time. That will never fucking happen. It's just how it works. They're not here to make movies for us. They're here to make movies to make... Movies. Directors don't do it because that's what the fans want. They do it because this is what they want to do. This is their vision. This is what they want to do with the story. It's not what uh, we want. We can be mad. We can be upset. All we want about it. But it doesn't make a damn difference. So that That's one, the one thing that annoys the shit of about this toxicity of the Star Wars fandom. Is that they continue to say that... They're not making movies for the fan. No, because they don't do that. This is not a fan film. If you want a fan film, go watch a fan film. Don't watch a cinematic masterpiece and shit on it because they didn't put what you wanted in it. This is a movie. If you want a movie that appeals to you, go make a damn movie. You can go make a Star Wars fan film if it makes you happy. There are hundreds of people that have done that. But those people are fans and they want to create their own story in the same universe. If you're looking for something that will appeal to the fan service in you, then you need to make a fan film. Or you need to go watch a fan film. Because no... Let me repeat this one more time. No movie studio... Is not making fan movies for the fans. They're not fans servicing the fans. And that's another thing. That's the one thing that annoys the shit out of me. When it comes to the star, toxic Star Wars fans out there. And I hope all of you are listening. And I hope all of you, you know, understand what I'm saying. It's not all about you. They're not making it just for you. They're making it for everyone who enjoys cinema, who enjoys sci-fi, who enjoys great stories, who enjoys great characters, and who can really enjoy a movie without overly criticizing it. And making it seem like it's just the worst thing they've ever seen in their entire life. Like, if you feel that bad about a movie, then don't watch it. Don't watch it. If you just feel that shitty about something, then don't watch it. I say if you're going to be like that about any Star Wars movie or anything Star Wars that comes out and you claim to be a Star Wars fan, turn in your Star Wars club, club card right now. Turn in your Star Wars fan club card right now because that's not what Star Wars is about. Star Wars is not about being toxic and saying that everything that's come out is shitty and just ripping on it. I understand people have opinions, but in my mind, if you're a Star Wars fan, you should just enjoy because we could have nothing right now. There have been plenty of years where we had nothing. We had nothing. like I'll tell t- I'm talking to the original Star Wars fan out there. How many of you have waited? Like think about the nothing that you had, no movies that you had from 1983 until 1999. I took the I took it and read books and read comics and played video games and did everything else. But there are, there are people just want wanted more movies. So now we get more movies. I mean, right now. I mean, don't you guys remember the, the backlash that the prequels got? Man, like, you can't. That's another thing about the toxicity of the Star Wars fandom is that no one is truly happy. The toxic fans will never be happy no matter what. And that infuriates the shit out of me. Is because. So. It's just like you can't win. You can't win. And that's that's the thing that annoys the shit out of me the most. Is that. They want. Fan service films. (sighs) Movies are not. Fan service. Movies are made. By people who want. To create stories for people to watch. Again, let me repeat myself out to all the Star Wars fans out there. Who claim they're fans but then shit on everything that comes out. Movies are made not for fan service. They're made for people to enjoy. To enjoy the story. To enjoy the characters. All this our stuff. They're not made to just fan service the fans. That's something that really irritates me because that's what they're expecting. They're expecting that these movie studios are going to be like, you know what, we need to listen to the fans and blah, blah, blah. That's not how it works. There's not someone that goes on you know, social media and goes on blogs that say, you know what, uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi 456 has a good point there. We should put that in the movie. They don't do that. They have scriptwriters. They have screenwriters. They have producers. They have uh, studio execs. They have directors. They have a whole bunch of other people that feed into that to make this make the stories happen. They're not going to go off of what some random person said on Reddit about having a triple-bladed lightsaber and say, you know what, we should put that in a Star Wars movie. They're not going to do that. They're going to go off their ideas of what they came up with. And these people are hardworking people, and it sucks to see these toxic fans shit on them for what they come up with. Like, they're doing, they're trying to make, they're trying to make a living. And then they're, they're working on what they thought was great, they, what they think is great ideas. And to tell them that their ideas are shit makes it, makes you, makes you toxic fans suck, suck. Like, just need to calm down. Just need to calm down a little bit. Like, it just annoys the living hell out of me when, You know, people keep bringing this up as, like, they're not making it for the fans. That's not what movies are for. Movies are not being made for fans. They're being made so they can continue the story. So these storytellers can tell the stories that they've wanted to tell for all their lives. J.J. Abrams is a self-proclaimed Star Wars fan. And, I mean, look at it this way. You have a man who directed a Star Trek movie, which I'm not going to shit on Star Trek. I think Star Trek is good. I think Star Trek is actually also an inspiration for George Lucas to create Star Wars. So I'm not going to shit on Star Trek. Now, I know that people are like, "Oh, it's either Star Wars, Star Trek." It doesn't matter. You can have love for both. That doesn't mean that you need to, you know, shit on one and love the other more. So in in the new Star Trek movie that he did, the first one, he put R two D two R two D two in the debris field. So, that being said, you know, my fandom is my fandom. And there's toxic people out there, and it just annoys the shit out of me that there are still a lot of toxic people out there. We're going to have more discussions on this. We're going to have lots more discussions on what Star Wars is. We're going to have more discussions on everything. This is just a little taste of what this podcast is all about. I'm gonna talk a lot. I'm gonna express my opinion. I'm gonna express, you know, what a lot of people are thinking. I know a lot of people, I'm not, I'm, I'm 100% sure I'm not the only person who thinks a lot of things I think. So that's why I wanted to create this podcast so more people can hear and so more people can understand and so more people can listen. And that's my goal for this is to, you know, get more ideas out there so people can understand and people can relate. So that's my, that's my goal with this podcast. I really do appreciate you all for listening. Um, I'm posting. I'm going to be posting this soon. Um, it's actually going out on Saturday, uh, like a day from now. So just be, be ready to listen. I'm going to post on a bunch of different places. And I'm excited. I'm excited for what this podcast is all about. And I can't wait for the next episode. Stay tuned. Uh, follow me on Instagram, The Average uh, Savant Podcast. Uh, also follow me on Facebook, The Average Savant Pack Podcast. Um, I'm also be creating a Twitter soon, so follow me on that. Um, I'm going to put this on Spotify, our Heart Radio, RSS. I just want everyone to get involved, and I want you guys to reach out to me, and I want to talk about things, and I want you guys to bring up topics, and I want to talk about those, and I want to talk about things that I enjoy. I want to talk about things that you enjoy and I'm going to have people on here, and we're going to have great conversations. And I'm excited for what this is all about. So thank you again for joining the Average Savant Podcast. Again, my name is Chris Dovecchio, and I hope to see you guys real soon. Thank you.